Today is the ninth day of February, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Send out your light and your truth, that they may lead me and bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore him. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his for he made it and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Psalms for the Ninth Day Evening Prayer Psalms 47, 48, 49 Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a cry of joy. For the Lord Most High is to be feared. He is the great king over all the earth. He subdues the people under us and the nations under our feet. He chooses our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob whom he loves. The God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of the ram's horn. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our king, sing praises. For God is king over all the earth. Sing praises with all your skill. God reigns over the nations. God sits upon his holy throne. The nobles of the peoples are gathered together with the peoples of the God of Abraham. The rulers of the earth belong to God, and he is highly exalted. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised in the city of our God and his holy hill. Beautiful and lofty, the joy of all the earth is the hill of Zion, the very center of the world and the city of a great king. God is in her citadels. He is known to be her sure refuge. Behold, the kings of the earth assembled and marched forward together. They looked and were astounded. They retreated and fled in terror. Trembling seized them there. They writhed like a woman in childbirth, like ships of the sea where the east wind shattered them. As we have heard, so have we seen, and the city of the Lord of hosts is the city of our God. God has established her forever. We have waited in silence on your loving kindness, O God, in the midst of your temple. Your praise, like your name, O God, reaches to the world's end. Your right hand is full of justice. Let Mount Zion be glad and the cities of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. 
make the circuit of Zion walk round about her, count the numbers of her towers. Consider well her bulwarks, examine her strongholds, that you may tell those who come after. This God is our God forever and ever. He shall be our guide forevermore. Hear this, all you peoples. Hearken, all you who dwell in the Lord. You of high decree and low, rich and poor together, my mouth shall speak of wisdom, and my heart shall meditate on understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb, and set forth my riddle upon the harp. Why should I be afraid in evil days, when the wickedness of those at heels surround me? The wickedness of those who have put their trust in their goods, and boast on their great riches. We can never ransom ourselves or deliver to God the price of our life. For the ransom of our life is so great that we should never have enough to pay it. In order to live forever and ever and never see the grave. For we see that the wise die also, like the dull and stupid they perish and leave their wealth to those who come after them. Their graves shall be their home forever, their dwelling places from generation to generation, though they call the lands after their own names. Even though honored, they cannot live forever. They are like the beasts that perish. Such is the way of those who foolishly trust in themselves and the end of those who delight in their own words. Like a flock of sheep, they are destined to die, death in their shepherd they go down straightway to the grave. Their form shall waste away, and the land of the dead shall be their home. But God will ransom my life. He will snatch me from the grasp of death. Do not be envious when some become rich, or when the grandeur of their house increases. For they will carry nothing away at their death, nor will their grandeur follow them. Though they thought highly of themselves while they lived, and were praised for their successes, they shall join the company of their forebearers who will never see the light again. Those who are honored but have no understanding are like the beasts that perish. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the second letter of Paul to Timothy, chapter 2, beginning at verse 14. Remind them of this, and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words, which does no good but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by Him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed rightly explaining the word of truth. Avoid profane chatter, for it will lead people into more and more impiety, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hermionus and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth by claiming that the resurrection has already taken place. They are upsetting the faith of some, but God's firm foundation stands, 
bearing this inscription, The Lord knows those who are His, and let everyone who calls on the name of the Lord turn away from wickedness. In a large house, there are utensils, not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for special use, some for ordinary. All who clean themselves of the things that I mentioned will become special utensils, dedicated and useful to the owner of the house, ready for every good work. Shun youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with stupid and senseless controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kindly to everyone, an apt teacher, patient, correcting opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant that they will repent and come to know the truth, and that they may escape the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple. On the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you beholding the depths of in the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 10, beginning in verse 17. As Jesus was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich 
to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. Here ends the readings. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading for the Thursday following the fifth Sunday of Epiphany from a homily of origin, priest and theologian, around the year 254. God said to Jacob, Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt. Jacob has no reason to fear because, as God at once promises him, For there I will make you a great nation, and I shall go down to Egypt with you, and I shall bring you back here again. Though these words were spoken by God to Jacob, there is, I cannot help but suspect, a greater mystery hidden within them that does not apply strictly to Jacob. Let us examine, therefore, the possibility that Jacob is to be viewed here perhaps as a figure of someone else, either a figure of the Lord who was sent by the Father to come down to the Egypt of this world, who here in the church became a great nation, and who, when his mission was completed, returned to the Father. Or a figure of our first parents, who, when they were banished from paradise and its delights, were sent into the Egypt of this world to labor and to suffer, and above all, to engage in that deadly conflict against the principalities and powers and the rulers of this world of darkness, of which Egypt is a type and figure.
a conflict which was foretold by God when he said to the serpent, he, the seed of the woman, will strike at your head while you strike at his heel. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. Yet in this struggle, God did not abandon those engaged in it, but was always with them. He was pleased with Abel and reproached Cain. When Enoch invoked his name, he came to him. He saved Noah from the deluge, bidding him to build the Ark of Salvation. He was Abraham's guide after he set out from his father's house and from his kindred. He blessed Isaac and Jacob and led the children of Israel out of Egypt. Through Moses, he wrote down and gave the law to his people, and what still remained to be written, he gave to them through the prophets. Thus, through all these merciful interventions, he fulfilled his promise to be with them in Egypt. As for the words, I will bring you back at the end, these, I think, were fulfilled when, in the fullness of time, the only begotten Son of God descended into hell and called Adam, our first parent, out of there and bring him back to God. While he hung on the cross, Christ said to the thief, This day you will be with me in paradise. These words, however, are to be understood as addressed, not merely to the thief, but to all the saints for whom he descended into hell. Understand in this way, rather than as spoken to Jacob alone, the words, I will bring you back at the end, are seen to be more than truly fulfilled. But for each one of us, also it is decreed that we must go down into Egypt and meet its labors and sufferings and trials. And if we merit the presence of God with us and his assistance, God will make of us a great nation. That is, our virtues shall be many and our holiness great. Since this is the way that the saints are said to multiply and grow. The words, I will bring you back at the end, will also be fulfilled in us, when namely we, having accomplished all that was required of us, have attained to perfection in virtue. Here ends the reading. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Lord God, Almighty and Everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by any adversity. And in all we do, directing us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Father of mercies and God of all comfort, our only help in the time of need, we humbly ask of you to behold, visit, and relieve your sick servants for whom prayers have been asked. Look upon them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your goodness. Preserve them from the temptations of the enemy and give them patience under their affliction. And in your good time, restore them to health and enable them to lead the residue of their life in your fear and to your glory. And grant that finally they may dwell with you in life everlasting through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which are offered before you for all members of your holy church. Then in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts, we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves for your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, 
you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.